Welcome to Compliance Beat, the podcast for compliance and ethics professionals. We provide practical insights and answer your questions about compliance and ethics. Together, we'll stay up to date on current trends so that your program stays effective. Brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Here's your host, Eric Moorhead. Well, it's that time of the year when things start getting a little crazy as we're getting towards the holidays. And when, as a compliance officer, you start fielding probably many more questions around gifts and entertainment. Um, I don't think that we have covered this topic actually before on the podcast, so I wanted to spend a little bit of time on some basics, um, some things that you ought to be thinking about when you're thinking about a, a gifts and entertainment policy uh, and a gifts and entertainment um, practice. At a uh, at your organization, and in particular, I wanted to talk about three things, three components that I think are really necessary to have an effective, uh, I guess, an entertainment compliance regime, if you will. Um, but first, as always, I want to encourage you, please, to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Uh, please do get in touch with us if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for any upcoming podcasts, uh, you can send them to us. You can find our information on compliancebeat.com, uh, moreheadconsulting.com, or you can email me directly at eric at moreheadconsulting.com. Always like to hear from our listeners. The three things that I think are really key to a successful guest entertainment compliance regime at an organization are first and foremost, a very clear policy. Um, Oftentimes, uh, gifts and entertainment policies can be some of the more convoluted and confusing and sometimes inconsistent, uh, particularly if you have multiple policies in multiple different jurisdictions uh, of any of the compliance policies I've seen. Um, I think that as simple as you can make your gifts and entertainment policy, the better off you're going to be because it's going to be much easier, obviously, to communicate and train on if it is uh, a more um, a digestible message. Uh, one thing that comes up quite a bit here that seems to confuse matters is a value table where you have sort of a sliding scale and different values in different jurisdictions and maybe different values for uh, entertainment versus values for gifts. I think if it's possible, if it makes sense, uh, it's a lot easier to simplify things. Uh, I see more and more organizations, for example, that are simply saying we don't accept any gifts at all. Um, and if, if a gift is uh, given to you, then you need to either uh, return it in a respectful way or uh, alert uh, uh, your manager or some other contact point in the organization about it. Um, I don't know that that necessarily makes sense for every organization, but it's certainly a trend that I have seen over the last five or six years where organizations are drawing a much brighter line so that uh, uh, your employees don't have to make these uh, these judgment calls, these subjective judgment calls about what the worth or value of a particular item is and whether it, it's under the threshold or over the threshold. Um, but whatever it is, however you determine uh, your, whatever you determine your policy is going to be, make it clear. Uh, this is a real, real pitfall um, uh, uh, with uh, most gifts entertainment um, compliance programs that I've seen is that the policy itself is is really hard to explain. 
Um, and, and, and frankly, oftentimes uh, it's not unusual when I'm talking to somebody about their compliance program and if guest entertainment com- comes up, that the compliance officer themselves has to pull out the code of conduct or the uh, guest entertainment policy and refresh their own recollection as to what the, uh, the policy is. Now, that's a, that's a hint uh, that perhaps your policy is too complicated and convoluted if you, as the person responsible for enforcing the rule, uh, has to refer to the rule. Um, it should be something that you can easily explain, easily train on to your uh, reports. Um, some key components. Uh, talk a little bit about the things that I normally would see or expect to see in uh, a discussion of a code uh, or a discussion of uh, gifts entertainment in a code or in a standalone gifts entertainment policy. Um, you know, we talked about the you know a, a particular value threshold. Those things are are common, but less so. I, again, I see more organizations going to uh, a much stricter uh, policy around gifts entertainment. Uh, but if nothing else, uh, the concept of nominal value is 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 usually described in, with some specificity within uh, a really strong uh, policy or code of conduct discussion around. Uh, gifts and entertainment and, and, and describing what nominal means, you know, giving some examples of what nominal means. Uh, oftentimes you will see uh, nominal gifts being described as promotional items, um, you know, golf balls, uh, uh, hats, um, t-shirts, you know, something that is uh, embla- emblazoned with the, the logo of the company that is giving the gift uh, and is clearly a promotional item. Um, so give some examples of what that nominal value might be and what's acceptable if that is your standard. Uh, absolute prohibition to cash or uh, cash-like uh, uh, gifts. So gift cards, certificates, anything that uh, is, uh, is, is cash or cash-like or negotiable in that way. Um, most organizations, uh, for obvious reasons, uh, concerns around bribery, concerns around uh, conflicts, uh, do not uh, allow their organizations, their, their employees and, and those representing their organizations to accept or, or certainly not give uh, cash or cash equivalents. So that's something that's very common. Um, another thing that I'm seeing more and more frequently that I think is an important thing but it's sometimes left out is making sure that those who are giving or receiving gifts or gift or entertainment uh, are aware of the counterparties policies and procedures and that goes to to uh, uh, people who are uh, dealing with um, both uh, government officials and people who work for government organizations but just generally having a sense of what's acceptable and not acceptable on the other end is important and and you should communicate to your I believe to your employees that they need to be aware of potential prohibitions for example uh, about accepting any kinds of gifts whatsoever because again that is something that I'm seeing much much more frequently so it's it's highly likely that even if your organization doesn't determine uh, that you're going to go to a zero accepting gift policy uh, that some of the um, partners and customers and other third parties that you're dealing with might have that policy for their employees and so certainly you don't want to have uh, uh, your employees or those representing your organization violating the policies of your partners, customers, and other third parties. Uh, So understanding what the other side's uh, requirements are is important as well. Last thing I would say about clear policies is define, define, define. Uh, If you are going to use terms 
like for example, for example, just gifts and entertainment as as a, a term. Explain what that's going to be. Give examples of what you mean by gifts and entertainment. Uh, just itemize uh, a few things, and you know, and obviously leave the door open for other uh, thing, things that might uh, make the definition more expansive. But I think that you need to give some context to people. If you do, don't just assume they understand what you mean by the the terminology you use, whether that's nominal value, gifts and entertainment, or any other term of art. Uh, the other thing, um, adopt a lot of the concepts that we've talked about before with regards to code of conduct and clearly written policies. Uh, do uh, scenarios and Q&As and other learning aids within your uh, gifts and entertainment policy. If there are uh, particular situations that keep coming up over and over again, you get helpline calls or, or referrals from managers about a particular issue or set of issues around gifts and entertainment every season. Uh, your phone might be ringing much more frequently here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, go ahead and adapt those into scenarios and put that in the code, uh, put that in the code of conduct, or put that in the policy itself, or put it in a separate document that is uh, circulated. I'm going to talk a minute here about uh, other materials that I think are important, but uh, you know, use that information, that feedback that you're getting about uh, what is. Uh, constantly happening out in the field with regards to questions around gift giving and gift receiving and entertainment um, and, and, and adapt that the best you can uh, into scenarios. And that's information that you can use uh, uh, year round, but, but in particular, um, maybe uh, surface it this time of year. And that leads me to my second point, which I think is really, really important. And that is to uh, uh, get some significant manager involvement. For most organizations, you don't have the bandwidth uh, yourself and your um, compliance organization or the legal organization, if you're part of the legal organization or the audit de department, uh, you're not able to get in front of everybody uh, who might be giving, receiving gifts and or uh, engaging in entertainment, not only this time of year, but year round. Um, it's uh, much easier or much more effective, shall we say, for managers uh, to be having uh, these conversations. So an important thing to do is provide some collateral, and it doesn't have to be sophisticated. We've talked about this before. It can be a, uh, an email with two or three bullet points, uh, or it can be, uh, you know, like a three or four page um, um, you know, for lack of a better term, white paper uh, that you send out for managers and, and talk about different scenarios that they ought to discuss uh, with their reports uh, around gifts and entertainment. Uh, and that can uh, uh, be scenarios that help define what's acceptable and what's not um, and may highlight those uh, situations that come up frequently in your business uh, or in, in, in some of the business for your organization uh, that you want to highlight and, and how to handle those situations. Uh, so that would be a perfect place, for example, to put those scenarios and Q&As we were talking about a minute ago uh, in a document that then is uh, distributed to the broader uh, manager group in your organization and, and then have them have these discussions uh, with their reports uh, in their regular meetings or one-on-one or, or -on -one for those uh, employees that are having these contacts with um, organizations and individuals outside your organization where gifts and entertainment are being exchanged. That's really key. Um, you know, you're going to do your best uh, uh, to follow the first point, which is to simplify uh, the guidance that you have and, and provide more context so people better understand what's acceptable and what's not. 
but that message has to be delivered somehow. Uh, and if you update your gifts and entertainment policy, uh, odds are if you're getting calls this time of year, uh, I, I don't want to uh, give a percentage, but I would imagine a fair percentage of those that are uh, contacting you haven't even looked at your policy before they've gotten in touch with you to ask their question. And maybe that question is uh, explained uh, well in the policy, and maybe it isn't. And maybe the policy is easy to find, and maybe it isn't. Uh, but one thing that is true is that uh, if, if it's filtering up to you, there's probably been many opportunities for a manager to have uh, communicated that important information prior to the point that the call came into compliance. So uh, it is vitally important that you put together material. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be very sophisticated. It can be an email with a couple of points that need to be related, um, you know, that can go out on December, you know, 10, 10 or, or, or the beginning of the holiday season saying, hey, we're heading into the holiday season. Here are three things to communicate to your personnel about gifts and entertainment this time of year. And just go through kind of the major points and give them a hyperlink back to the policy that they probably aren't looking at. Um, and, and that will uh, better facilitate communication than anything that you can do individually or anything probably uh, most, most uh, compliance departments can do collectively uh, compared to the managers themselves. And then the last thing that I would say uh, is something to consider, and not every organization needs a tool, but some organizations find it effective to have a uh, gift and entertainment uh, uh, approval tool. And there are several uh, proprietary um, uh, versions out there. A lot of uh, uh, expense systems have like an add-on module that will allow you to uh, uh, do pre-approval on gifts and entertainment. Uh, most of these systems uh, will allow for you to uh, program them so that if somebody is asking for approval on a gift entertainment that is under the threshold and doesn't meet the criteria where they need a specific approval will automatically approve what they're asking for but but also uh, gives you a audit trail for that gift uh, which is really helpful um, and then I've seen other organizations that uh, have put together um, uh, pre-approval tools using uh, tools like um, Microsoft SharePoint uh, that are not particularly sophisticated or hard to do but are custom to their particular needs and then I also know some organizations that still do this as a manual or semi-manual process uh, you know email uh, these uh, particular individuals if you have a request and they will email you back uh, a yay or a nay uh, given the criteria that you provided or have some sort of form uh, PDF or, or, or paper form that is filled out and that's a little bit uh, more antiquated than many organizations are going these days and it's relatively simple um, if you don't want to spend the coin uh, to get one of these proprietary systems or add on to your uh, or you don't have an expense system where uh, you can get such a, uh, a tool added on uh, to put something together uh, relatively inexpensively in SharePoint or some other similar uh, platform uh, but there are lots of other tools out there that allow you to do that but that's something to consider I don't know that uh, um, I, I think organizations uh, by and large uh, uh, have something in place, have some sort of process in place, whether they have a tool to support that or not. Um, I would say probably 
a good 50% of organizations I talk to have something in place now. But it's, uh, it's something to consider if you don't have it. Um, uh, you don't necessarily have to break the bank uh, to get something put together. And it may uh, make your, jo- your life or the lives of those who are responsible for manually approving um, uh, gifts and entertainment a little bit easier. Or if you have a situation where uh, that sort of pre-approval isn't happening yet, but you want to move to that uh, world, uh, where people are, are, are entering this information so that you have an audit trail so that you can keep track of what's being given and what's being re- uh, be being sent to individuals in your organization, which I think is a wise thing to do these days, um, then uh, before you start that process, you may want to think about a tool that will help you do that in an efficient way. And that would be the third thing that I would uh, suggest that you consider uh, when looking at your gifts and entertainment compliance program. So those are three things uh, to consider in this uh, uh, holiday season. Um, As you are getting those requests uh, for the big dinners and the uh, uh, gifts uh, being uh, given and the gifts being received, uh, as everybody's caught up in the holiday spirit, uh, you still have to be the the, the person who is uh, making sure that everybody's responsibly following the policy. Uh, You know, make sure that policy is clear. Make sure that you have an effective mechanism to communicate that, and I would suggest that the managers in your organization are a good place to do that. And consider tools uh, if you haven't already. Uh, Those are three things to think about. As always, uh, please get in touch, um, and until next time, thank you very much for listening to Compliance Beat. Thanks for listening to Compliance Beat. Check out our website, compliancebeat.com. This podcast is brought to you by Moorhead Compliance Consulting. Be sure to check us out at moorheadconsulting.com.